I've struggled for the last several days how to get your attention and arrest your hearts for a couple of minutes here and present to you a martyr because we don't have mature enough ears to hear the things that are written about our brothers and sisters and the things that they went through many years ago. We've been given so little about them from anywhere else except in this church. And even here, we fear to bring some of the things that our brothers and sisters went through because we really can't understand what true fear and pain is. Right. If a baseball player can make $330 million and be put up all over TVs, we are completely whitewashed in this society to not understand some of the things that I'm going to read to you. Right. And Colin Kaepernick is a hero in America for what he stood for, or wait a minute, didn't stand for. Uh, we just don't understand what it means to have a backbone about something right. and to stand for true truth. So I struggle with this and I fear that you can't hear some of the things that I say to you. I can't hear some of the things that I've read and I will say. When we get into Hebrews 11, those last few verses, and because of the time that the, the apostle did not want to spend to go into some of the details there, he just starts to lump together some things that our brothers and sisters went through. In the second half of verse 35, I will read to you and mention it again in a couple of minutes, and it says this, And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance. Amen. Mm -hmm. That's right. That they might obtain a better resurrection. It's imperative that I give you a little bit of background about the times of my martyr today because it enhances what he did, knowing what was coming for him, because he was martyred at the end of a period of time that uh, was known to all and is still known today if you were to look it up. It was one of the worst massacres in the history of the martyrdom. The Dark Ages were roughly from the late 400s to the early 1700s. Near the end of those Dark Ages, at the beginning of 1655, started one of the worst massacres that we can read about in the Piedmont of Italy, which is the, the, high, the uh, northwestern part of Italy. It's listed as one of the worst because of the atrocities that took place in that place are beyond what we read about in many other places. The disregard for human life and lack of compassion for infants, mothers, aged, sick, family relations, and those begging for mercy was so noted that Oliver Cromwell, when he found out during this time, was appalled to the point that he asked for all of England to fast and was ready to send the British Navy in defense of these that were being murdered. So a little extra history here. <clears throat> in the early 1600s, Pope Clement VIII sent missionaries into the valleys of Piedmont to induce the Protestants, otherwise known at the time as the Waldensians, to renounce their religion. Simple campaign. We'll send some missionaries over there to help these uh, individuals become Catholics or they'll be martyred. The Protestants petitioned the Duke of Savoy against these missionaries whose insolence and ill usage had become intolerable. But instead of getting any redress, the entrance of the missionaries prevailed so much that the Duke published a decree in which he declared that one witness should be sufficient in a court of law against any Protestant, and that any witness who convicted a Protestant of any crime whatsoever should be entitled to 100 crowns. 
It may be easily imagined upon the publication of this decree that many Protestants fell martyrs to perjury and avarice. For several villainous papists would swear anything against the Protestants for the sake of the reward and then fly to their own priests for absolution from their false oaths. If any Roman Catholic of, uh, of more conscience than the rest blamed these fellows for their atrocious crimes, they themselves were in danger of being informed against and punished as favorers of the heretics. There's, a, there's something in America called due process. We all have a lack of fear because of due process. Due process says that if you are condemned about something, you have the right to a process. And in that process, witnesses are brought forth and much information and details are brought forth before you are to be convicted of something. The martyrs didn't have due process of right. any kind, not only from their own people, but from others. Once they were said to, to have done something, they were sure to follow through with the conviction. In January of 1655, the Duke of Savoy commanded that all heads of households be forced to abide by one of his edicts, which was to have each of those heads of households travel to a different town where he could monitor them more closely with the attempt to make them Catholic. This final edict, when brought forth, was said to have scared the Protestants to the point where they realized that the next thing to happen was, and, the, and this is a quote, the unfurling of the bloody flag, for next to come was murder and rapine, and were sure to follow. They were only given a few days to leave, and this is the start of a campaign to eradicate these Waldensians. At the end of this edict, it was said, to, and all this to be done on pain of death, confiscation of house and goods, unless with a limited time they turned Roman Catholics. They knew a flight with such speed in the midst of winter may be conceived as no agreeable task, especially in a country almost surrounded by mountains. The sudden order affected all and things, which would have been scarcely noticed at another time now appeared in the most conspicuous light. Women with child, or women just laying in, were not subjects of pity on this order for sudden removal, for all were included in the command. And it unfortunately happened that the winter was remarkably severe and rigorous. The, pap the papists, however, drove the people from their habitations and at one time appointed, without even suffering them to have sufficient clothes to cover them. And many perished in the mountains through the severity of the weather or the want of food. Some, however, who remained behind after the decree was published were met with the severest treatment, being murdered by the popish inhabitants or shot by the troops who were quartered in the valleys. This armed multitude, being encouraged by the Roman Catholic bishops and monks, fell upon the Protestants in a most furious manner. Nothing now was to be seen but the face of horror and despair. Blood stained the floors of the houses. Dead bodies bestrewed the streets. Groans and cries were heard from all parts." That's what was known about the time, and near the end of this time is my martyr. His name was Daniel Rambut of Valerio. He was the father of a large family, and he was apprehended with several others and committed to prison. The jail was in Pisana, which is on the far coast of this area in northwestern Italy. It was here that he was visited by several priests who, with continual importunities, did all they could to persuade him to renounce the Protestant religion and turn papist. But this he peremptorily refused, and the priests, finding him so resolute, pretended to pity his numerous family and told him that he might yet have his life if he would subscribe to the belief of the following articles. There's six things they wanted him to 
confess and believe. The real presence of the host, transubstantiation, purgatory, the Pope's infallibility, that masses said for the dead will release souls from purgatory, that praying to saints will procure the remission of sins. So day and night they pestered and pestered him to admit to these things. And our brother Daniel had a response. Mr. Rembot told the priest that neither his religion, his understanding, nor his conscience would suffer him to subscribe to any of the articles for the following reasons. This was his response to these six items. That to believe the real presence is in the host is a shocking union of both blasphemy and idolatry. That to fancy the words of consecration performed what the papists call transubstantiation by converting the wafer and wine into the real and identical body and blood of Christ, which was crucified and which afterward ascended into heaven, is too gross an absurdity for even a child to believe, who has come to the least glimmering of reason, and that nothing but the most blind superstition could make the Roman Catholics put a confidence in anything so completely ridiculous. The third point, purgatory, that the doctrine of purgatory was more inconsistent and absurd than a fairy tale. (laughs) The Pope's infallibility, that the Pope's being infallible was an impossibility, and it was the height of arrogance for the Pope to try to lay claim to what could belong to God only as a perfect being. The masses and release of the dead from purgatory. That saying masses for the dead was ridiculous and only meant to keep up a belief in the fable of purgatory, as the fate of all is finally decided on the departure of the soul from the body. That praying to saints for the remission of sins is misplacing adoration, as the saints themselves have occasion for an intercessor in Christ. That's right. Therefore, as God only can pardon our errors, we ought to pursue him alone for pardon. The priests were so highly offended at Mr. Ambrant's answers to the articles to which they would have had him subscribe that they, de- that they determined to shake his resolution by the most cruel method imaginable. This is what our brother went through. They ordered one joint of his finger to be cut off every day until all his fingers were gone. They then proceeded in the same manner with his toes. Afterward, they alternately cut off daily a hand and a foot, but finding that he bore his sufferings with the most admirable patience, increased both in fortitude and resignation, and maintained his faith with steadfast resolution and unshaken constancy. At this point, they stabbed him to the heart and then gave his body to be devoured by the dogs. Daniel Rambont. I read to you again. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. 